scripture for this message. And that's in Romans chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. He says, destruction and misery are in their ways. Ways. Different ways. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. Meaning they have not found the way of peace. So there are ways and there is the way. Not a way. There is the way. Most people walk in the way, their ways. But following their ways, the ways that they go through, they are ways of destruction and misery. God says that according to his word. So we have the way of God. The question is, have you found the way of peace? Have you found the way of peace? In other words, peace, is what this way delivers to you if you found that way. And God is telling us about the whole world. He's saying about the whole world and saying they walk in their ways. And their ways are the ways of destruction and misery. So once you are born into this life, you have to walk in the way. And you walk according to your way and according to the word of God, all you get is destruction and misery. So if you are found... If you have found the way of peace, then declare it. Declare it that you have found the way of peace. You can't be in the way and you don't know you're in the way. So if you have found the way of peace, according to the process, the way God does these things, declare that you have found that way of peace. And then the way of peace will be yours and it will be part of your life. And also get yourself ready to put on the gospel, the shoes of the gospel of peace. Because you are walking in the way. You know, the, the, Jesus referred to this as the way. Abraham himself found the way. Abraham knew about the way. Let me tell you this. If you find the way, you become a friend of God. Once you have found this way, you become a friend of God. And then God himself feels obligated to let you in into everything that he's doing. He says it of Abraham. In Genesis, um, in Genesis 18, verse 17, he says, God said, can I keep from Abraham what I am doing? He is my friend. I know him. He is going to bring his children, and I'm going to read that scripture. He is going to teach his children to walk in the way, which is the way of righteousness, the way of justice. Because he, is going, he already has the way, and he will command his children, go on this way. God says, I know him, so I can't keep anything from him. So Abraham found the way. He found the way of peace. That's what the word says. That way of peace. What kind of peace are we talking about? This peace is different from the peace of the world. Jesus said, about, said something about the peace that the world gives. 
and the peace that God gave. This is divine peace. This is peace that comes from God. The peace is heavenly. It's not earthly. So it's beyond reason. You can't reason it out. It's beyond the earth. It's from heaven. It comes only from God to us. That's the kind of peace that God gives. You know, this peace, when we are in turmoil, usually that thing comes into your heart and your mind is running crazy. With all kinds of thoughts. You can't sleep. Your rolling is cool in the room, but you're sweating. The bed is wet because of all this stuff that's going on in your head. But when you have found the way of peace, God says this peace of God will guard both your heart and your mind. This peace that passes understanding will stand guard to your heart and to your mind in the anointed one, through the anointed one. So that's the peace, and you can find that in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. That's the kind of peace that God wants to give to us, that God gives to people who follow him. Now, if you don't receive the way of peace, most, most likely the major thing in your life is sinfulness. Jesus sinned, constantly sinning. It doesn't bug you to do things that are wrong. You don't think about it when you tell a lie. It doesn't bother you. If you got away with the lie, you rejoice and you celebrate it. I told a lie and I got away from it. You can't do that if you are in the way of peace. Hello. Your heart will kill you. He won't let you do that. That's not the way of peace. So you have to find the way of peace. Coming back to the Lord God Almighty. How do we obtain this way of peace how do we how do we obtain this peace that we're talking about i would like to take you back all the way to genesis it says in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth so the earth was created the heavens were created but the earth was without form and void The earth was without form and void until God spoke. Let there be light. Now, if you read in the scripture, there was light, but that's not talking about the light because two or three days later, that's when the sun was created. That was the light of God. It is the light of, that lights every man that comes into the world. Like it says in, in John chapter 1. And that is the beginning of order in a man's life. Once you hear the word of God that speaks to your heart, that's the beginning of order in your life. That's the beginning of peace in your life. Once you hear the word, everyone from the time Adam sinned, Everyone that was born into this world was born into the world before God spoke. With chaos, void, no form. 
And when we're born into that, it's a life of sin. We are like blind people trying to find our way. And some people say, do this and you'll feel good. You try it, it doesn't feel good. Some others say, well, that's wrong. They lie to you. Come over this way, try this stuff, and he'll be okay with you. And you go into it, he doesn't work for you. Well, you drink, he doesn't work for you. None of those things help because there is chaos until God speaks to your heart. And when God speaks to your heart and you hear the word, like the earth responded, if you respond, then the beginning of order. You have peace. That's how we find peace. It's like the children, it's like the 12 disciples in the boat. You remember that? And then there was the waves and all of that. They were worried they were going to die. And they called the prince of peace. And he got up and said, Peace, eh, be still. When he speaks, peace comes. When you listen to his voice, rather than everything that is going on around you, peace will overflow your heart. That's the most important thing. Is the way of peace. Let me say this. The way of peace is a man. The way of peace is a man. Because Jesus is the word of God. He is a man. If you receive Jesus into your life, you receive peace. You receive the way of peace. That is very important. He is that way of peace. Every human being and every angel must have a head, must have a father. On earth, he said that God is your father. If you are a spirit being, you have to have a head. There is no nation without a governor, a ruler. If you don't have a ruler, there's going to be chaos. Chaos in the whole country. Every nation must have a government, right? And there's got to be one at the top of that government. Everyone has to have a father. There is the kingdom of darkness. There is the kingdom of light. The kingdom of light God is the father of everyone in the kingdom of light. If you are in the kingdom of darkness, guess who your father is? And who the governor is? Satan. Everyone has to have a head. But no, the Bible tells us this. In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, a scripture that's familiar to us. For unto us a child is born. Amen. We're not Christmas yet, okay? But unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful. I put that together. Wonderful Counselor. When you are having trouble, don't, you, don't they tell you, you need to go see a counselor, right? You can't beat this counselor. He is called Wonderful Counselor. 
He can bring peace into any situation. No matter how bad it's been, no matter how bad it is, no matter how chaotic it is, this wonderful counselor can bring peace into it. He is that wonderful counselor. He is the governor. He says the government will, the government will be upon his shoulder, right? Everything that is happening in the U.S., Government affects you, don't it? But in this governor, the one that is president that we're talking about, uh, good, only good things come from him. The government is on his shoulder. But besides that, he is the wonderful counselor. Everyone meets ahead. He is the mighty God. Listen, he is the everlasting father. You know, it's been said so much today about the importance of the man in the home. A father. A father figure in the home. I've read articles, even in homes, where the father is just not doing anything. Just sitting around. Just his presence makes a difference. You can read. His presence alone makes a difference. That's what the world is telling us. They discovered what we already know. Amen? But you see, God is what? The everlasting Father. And He is the Prince of Peace. I mean, I'm telling you, the Prince of Peace. You want peace? Get the Prince in. Get Him into your life. Get Him into that situation that's bothering you. Bring Him in. And you'll find peace. And you know, the Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he has said, he will do it. If he has spoken, he will make it good. God doesn't go back on his covenant. Psalm 89 verse 34. God doesn't go back on his covenant and will not alter a word that he has spoken. That's what the Bible tells us. So God keeps his word and he will bring peace to you. All we need to do is listen to him. Listen to him. I said initially that the way of peace is a man. Peace is a man. Let me show you a scripture. I shared it with somebody. Isaiah 32, verse 1 and 2. He says, Behold, a king will reign in righteousness. I like to change the word A. Behold, the king. King Jesus, amen. The king will reign in righteousness, righteousness, and the and princes will rule in justice. Guess who the princes are? I'm one of them. <laughs> Hello, I'm a child of the king, and you are too, amen. They'll rule in justice. You know who we rule? We tell the demons where to go. Then he tells you this: a man will be a Hiding place. Which man is he talking about? That's Jesus. When you feel like you need to hide from all the troubles, that God who has become a man. You see, God is telling us, Isaiah was prophesying to us what was going to happen. Jesus referred to himself more as the son of man than he referred to himself as the son of God because he was declaring, I am a man. And guess what? A man is seated with, in the Godhead right now. 
We have a representative right there before God. He has our own kind of body. He looks just like us. And he is with the Godhead. A man, he says in the scripture, a man will be a hiding place from the wind. That's Jesus of Nazareth. Stay in him and the storms and the rain may come. But you're safe. A cover from the tempest. He's Jesus. He's a cover from the tempest. As rivers of water in a dry place. If you need to drink and it's so dry, things are so difficult, you're concerned. He is not just a pool of water. He's like rivers. Amen. I'm excited if you're not. I am. He's like rivers. In a thirsty land. In a dry place. As the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. You know, if you're in the desert, you need a place, that, you know, that to cool yourself a little bit. Jesus is that. He is that kind of person. Jesus said this in John chapter 16. He says, these things I have spoken to you, that, you, that in me you may have peace. You know, that's, that's the key thing there. We just read these things and we go back. What he's saying, I'm saying the things I'm saying. Because if you latch on to those, you have my peace. Stay with what he says, and you have peace. He says, I'm saying these things, and remember what he said. I never say a thing except what my father tells me to say. So the father told him, say all these words to my people. So when they stay with those words, they'll have peace in you. So the place to find peace is to listen to him. You listen to what he tells you and you will have peace. You do what he tells you and you will have peace. You embrace him and you will have peace. You shout unto his name and you will have peace. The Bible says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and guess what? They're safe. They're safe. That's where we find peace. These things I've saying to you, I've spoken to you, that in me you'll find peace. In the world, you have tribulation. There's all kinds of things coming at you from the world. But he says, don't worry about that. Because even that I've overcome. <laughs> I've, over, I've overcome the world. For, not for himself, but for us. So that the world can keep throwing things at us. Peace then is the divine peace. It's not like you have, there's no trouble around you. You got all this chaos going around you, but you still have the peace of God in you. It's divine peace from heaven, and God is assuring you, don't be afraid. I'll help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will be with you in trouble, but I will also deliver you. Read Psalm 91. I will deliver you also. I will help you. I will never forsake you. When it's real difficult, I'll just pick you up and carry you with me. Oh, man. He's the peace. That's why he is the prince of peace. His words. Jesus, uh, John 14, verse 27, he says, Peace, I live with you. We hear those words and we say, I hear it. But I don't feel it. He says, Peace. I live with you. 
my peace I give to you. How did you know he did that? Right? Because he said so, right? How do you know that you receive it? You haven't said a thing. You can't see God, right? He's told you. So today, I'm going to read it. John 14 verse uh, 27. My peace I give you. Well, say, Lord, I receive it. Is that very hard to do? You want to be religious about that? My peace, notice what he's telling you. The peace of Jesus. He's giving to you. How can you have the peace of Jesus and you still don't have peace? That means you didn't receive it. <laughs> say it with me. I received the peace of God. And I, say it like you mean it. Is the peace that passes understanding. He's beyond reason. Don't try to figure it out. Just receive it by faith. It's by faith. Don't say, well, I, I, well Pastor, I, I just said that, but I still don't feel. He has nothing to do with feelings. If you believe it, then you have it. Some people want to be, see, they want to have it first, and then they'll believe. Well, you don't need to believe something you already have. Why would you believe for something you already have? You believe for something that you don't already have. By faith. And hold fast to your confession. And say, God said it, I've got it. And be stubborn about it. No, uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. He says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. We say, well, I'm a gentleman. God doesn't need gentlemen in this business. You've got to be violent. Satan is trying to steal your peace that Jesus gave to you with all kinds of events. And you're sitting there and begging God, God, please give me peace because I already gave to you. Oh, please, God, can you just feel sorry for me and give me some peace? I'm so, t Jesus said, have you read John 14? I gave you peace. I gave you my peace. What's the matter with you, son? That's what I hear. I say, okay, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it. I got it now. I got it. Amen. My peace I give to you. And then he says, not like the world gives. The world can only give that kind of peace. This is heavenly peace. This is divine peace. And the only way to receive it is by faith. You won't feel it until you believe it. And one thing you need to recognize is God knows when there is faith and Satan also knows. He knows when you are just saying, eh, please leave me alone, Satan. He says, I got him now. <laughs> I got him good. But when you say, get out of my face, he says, oh, that was strong. That was a little too strong. That was kind of strong there. And then he hears you, get out of my face. Oh, I, I think he got it. 
We got to go somewhere. We can't operate here anymore. This fellow has been going to church too long. He's got it now. He's got it. Huh? We lost. I mean, we always lose. Okay? Let that be your faith in Jesus' name. Let that be your portion in Jesus' name. May the peace of God rest on you today. Amen. In spite of everything that's happening. Now, let me tell you this. It tells us in, in, in Philippians chapter 4. After God has guarded your heart with peace. And then he says, well, but I won't give you what you want. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. He says, come with supplication, right? And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. And that's all I got? No. Hey, what about the supplication? Yeah. God gives you peace in the presence of trouble. And then he makes a way. The way of peace brings abundance to you. He brings your, the answer to your prayers. So the first thing God does is guard your mind. That's to prevent him. Because if you have turmoil and peace, God cannot work. So he gives you peace. No more anxiety to stand in the way. That is, that's why he says, be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for for what? What's the meaning of nothing? Oh, really? Can we define nothing? Yes, pastor, I know he says nothing, but you know, I don't want to know what you know. Just let's, let's stay with what God says. Be anxious. This is coming from divine, from heaven, from the word of God. Yes, the situations are there. They are chaotic, just like it was in Genesis. It's not worse than what it was in Genesis before God spoke, right? It couldn't be worse than that. But you can change all of that if you keep his words. So you can have peace. And after you have peace, God says, I know what you need even before you prayed. That's what it says. Before you pray. And God says also, before you call, I'll answer. I'll answer. You know what steals uh, the, uh, the peace, I mean, uh, the peace from Christians' lives? The peace that Jesus has given to us? Worry. Worry. Listen, we don't use the word worry. We have another spiritual word. I'm very concerned. <laughs> That's what we use. Because worry is kind of painful because Jesus said don't worry. So we don't say that. Say, I'm not worried, but I'm very concerned. Well, it's the same. It's exactly the same. You can't sleep because you are very concerned, deeply concerned. It's the same. That's what steals our peace. And God wants us to have peace. My peace I give to you, not like the world gives. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 27, it says, Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? I'm telling you, if we can do that, some people will be 30 feet tall by now. Real tall individuals by worrying. But Jesus said, don't go there. Because worry hinders God. That's when Satan comes in with an event in your life to try to steal your joy and your peace. Knowing fully well, God does not work with confusion. He is not the author of confusion. And when you are in turmoil, until you cry out to God, first he will steal that turmoil before he begins to work. 
So God doesn't want us to worry. So he says, therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear, for after these things the Gentiles seek. Then he says, your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all of these things. God is already, he already knows. So worry is the main thing that the enemy uses to steal from us all the blessings God wants to give to us. Most of the things we worry about never happen. Most of the stuff we hear never happens. But Satan is specialized. I mean, he's an expert in bringing issues that will make you worry. You can think about how it is. You know, they tell you if your hand is hurting somewhere, <laughs> maybe you are having the big one. You know about the big one? <laughs> this is the big one. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, my hand is hurting. And as I've read somewhere that it says if that happens and there's a little pain in your chest, and as soon as you say, wow, I wonder what, Satan says, I know what's going on. You're having the big one. <laughs> it's coming now. And all of a sudden, it, it, it's taking over your life. You start worrying. I just read this last week of a woman whose um, sister went through cancer. And, and, and it was so painful. Mm, with all the treatments and all of it. It went on for a long, long time. And she saw how her sister went through that, uh, that situation and eventually died. And so they discovered a cancer in her body that, I mean, it was not something that they couldn't treat. First stages. But in our mind, Satan started ministering to her worry about what had happened in the past. They said, I think in less than two weeks she was dead. It was over. Because of all of that stuff. So the enemy uses all these things that we hear. Something you're happy, you're going well. And then all of a sudden something comes in the mail. Now you can sleep. Whereas God has taken care of you all this time until now. He's been faithful to you. So we need to take all of our worries to God. That's, I've quoted this scripture, Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything... How many things? Everything. By prayer, you are a Christian. By prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. This is God's remedy. When things are making you anxious, this is what to do. Go pray about it. And then thank God that he heard you. You know why I know God heard you when you pray? Every time you pray, God hears you. You know why I know that? I know that God hears every time I pray. Not because I'm really spiritual, but because He said so. How you feel has nothing to do with it. Every time you open your mouth in prayer to God, He heard you. And He's not looking the other way because I don't want to bother with this. No. He's looking straight at you and he hears exactly what's going on there. He knows better than what you are trying to inform him about. He knows exactly what's going on. 
And he's not taking it lightly. Not when you are praying. He tells us in John, uh, Matthew 7 verse 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And then verse 7 he says. For, verse 8. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who asks receives. For means there is a law. Hello. There is a law. Because when you ask you will receive because there is a law, spiritual law, everyone who asks receives. Everyone. Not everyone who asks and is a pastor. Is that what it says? Not everyone who asks and is a bishop. Oh, he's very righteous. He goes to church every Sunday. No, everyone who asks receives. So be anxious for nothing. The trouble is, we want to receive in our finance way, (laughs) but God knows the bigger picture. And so we're looking for him to answer this way, and God's coming from another way. (laughs) Joseph was thinking, God, answer my prayers, this dream I have, through this way. God was doing it in another way. I'll put you in jail, and I'll take you from jail all the way to being a prime minister in the greatest nation in the world at that time. His ways are different from our ways. But we must listen. Every time you pray, he hears. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, thank, why would God tell you to thank him for something you're asking and he's not willing to give to you? Have you thought about that? Why will he ask you to thank him for something he's not willing to deliver to you. He says with thanksgiving. When you do it with thanksgiving, then God takes over, your anxiety leaves, and then now the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart and mind until that good is delivered to you. You know, the Bible says everything that you commit to God, He is able to keep until that day. He's able to keep. The process is simple. Believe what God says. Say the same thing. That's why he said, hold fast to your confession because we have a high priest. You can read that, uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. He is our high priest. Hold fast to your confession without wavering, he says. So, You believe it, and then you speak what it says, what God says, saying the same thing. That's how Jesus was successful. You know why he was successful? He only said what the Father said. Nothing more, nothing less. And so God is giving us his word. He says, my peace I give to you. So when I have turmoil, what should I say? Let the weak say, I am strong. So you say what God says. I have the peace of God. And Satan says, you know you're not telling the truth. You are feeling that anxiety. No, I have the peace of God. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. And before long, Satan says, yeah, you're okay. I know you have the peace. I know, I know you have the peace. He leaves you alone. But stay with the word. The peace of God that passes knowledge 
will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. God, your, the, 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 what you are praying for is not given to you, but God needs that peace first. That's, if you are afraid, get out of that fear first, and then God will begin to work. As long as you are still afraid, you are not believing. That's why Jesus said, believe. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Because fear is the opposite of believing. And as long as you are still afraid that these things and all these crazy imaginations coming into your head will happen to you, that will never happen to you, 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 those things are bigger than God in your mind. And God cannot walk in that because there's an idol there. Take those things off. There's only one to be afraid of. Jesus said, fear God, right? That's the only one to be afraid of. Not all these things that Satan is bringing at your life so you are trying to cause you difficulty. So this morning, we're going to obey the Lord. Okay? You got that piece of paper? (coughs) Sometimes, you can be so happy, you're dealing with stuff, and all of a sudden, your mind goes to this one problem, right? And the joy is gone. Whatever it is that is causing you to be anxious, write a letter to God. Tell God you are going to deliver it to Him. Because the Bible says, bring your cares to God because He cares for you. Okay? That's what the Bible says. Cast your cares upon the Lord because God Himself cares for you. Now, this is what Jesus says. He says, come to me. How many will come to him today? This is serious now. I'm coming to him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I need the rest of God. Now, put those things that you labor about, those things that make you anxious, write them down. God can read. Bring them here before him. You know, the Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in his name, he is there in the midst of them. Jesus, I know he's standing right here. He's going to read everything that you write in that piece of paper. But please leave them with him. Don't take them with you when you leave. And God will take care of them because God will care for you. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am, when we learn from him, he only said what his father said. And he did only what he saw his father doing. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. That's really the end of my message today. Uh, can you come before write what you what's bothering you what, what's making you anxious what, what things come into your head and think God I don't want this to happen to me because this will be disastrous I don't want it so every time your mind goes there you are a little concerned and very worried did I use the word concerned <laughs> okay I want you to write it down. Sometimes it has to do with finances. Sometimes it has to do with family. It has to do with all kinds of things, job, whatever it is. I want you to write it down, and I want you to bring them up, bring those things up here before God. We're going to pray over them, and I'm going to burn them while you are not here. 
I feel like I'm a high priest, okay? okay. <laughs> I'm going to burn them before God, and God will take over. Amen? I'm going to, I'm going to let uh, somebody testify while you are writing. Mama, you want to come over? Testify. She fell. Okay. Can I get the microphone? She wants to say something to us today. Okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, when Pastor was preaching, he had finished the message which I really have in mind. Like the message, he finished everything. What happened yesterday, we have a meeting here which I supposed to be here. By 3 p.m., after talking to my husband, 2 p.m. Of, of America. Then I say, let me go and pick something from the kitchen. My coming in, something just hit my leg. I fell down. Look at the what? I refused to text to my grandchildren. My daughter was not around. I said, I won't call her. Say, Jesus, do something. This meeting, I'm going. I can't tell my sister in Christ that say she will come and pick me up that I'm not coming again. I reject it. Then I pick. I manage up without showering again. Started praying. I say, God, I give thanks to you on the last day of June for my protection and for my family and so forth. Then yesterday being the first, I give thanks that you have counted me among the living. And so you have done it to my family wherever they are. Then this is what devil is coming from. I say, no, it can't work. That the devil miss way. I struggle and come to the meeting. After that, I say, I'm going to the church. That pastor will pray for me, even though my prayer is not enough, <coughs> which he really did. He said, before tomorrow, which is today, body will be all right. I accepted it. I got home. I took a pain tablet, which... It's so difficult for me to do. It takes me, grace of God, to do things like that, which I have taken decision that I won't take again. Then finding myself at night, I find myself, pastor said that the body will be stressing our dream. By that night, I was massaging myself the way I can be able to do Something was making crack, crack. I said, yes, that is the work. By quarter to four, God wakes me up again. I prayed. I massaged my body. I said, before daybreak, I will not get any pain again. When I woke up this morning, I gave thanks to God again. I said, Father, I thank you. I checked my body. It was all right. All the things that pastor have said and what he has been saying here, if you haven't taken something from it, it means you are not ready to serve God. Because what he's saying here is what I'm hearing in Nigeria. Anytime he gives message, it takes me back home. Oh, this word, I have received it before. It's just a question of me to pull up again. Please, 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 hold on to him and him alone. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless Amen. 
So we speak the word of Jesus. I didn't know what God was going to do, but uh, I told her yesterday after we prayed that by tomorrow morning, you will be okay. The pain will be gone. And God has worked that out. That's what he's telling us. She fell uh, by herself. And, but she, we had a meeting here, and she made sure she was here in the meeting. And I prayed with her. But I felt in my spirit it's, it's going to be a process. And, but I also knew it was going to be by the morning that pain is gone. Amen? So God is faithful. God answers. Now, the musicians, are we ready? First, musicians. Uh, the priest, bring your own stuff down here. And, uh, sorry. Bring your letters to God. Amen. And God will receive them. Whatever your need is, leave them here at the altar. If you need to be saved, you need to get closer to Jesus. Put that down. That's what you need. You need Jesus in your life. Put that down. And, uh, okay, stand up, guys. Church of God, people of God, and just come down. Bring whatever it is. The Lord is here today. God is reading everything that has been written. And God's going to deliver us from everything that's written in that place. And make everything right in the name of Jesus. Some of us don't go back all the way. We need to celebrate today. We will dance before God. Go to the enemy's camp. And take back what God has given to you. Take back from the enemy. And God's going to give it to us. <coughs> if you feel that it fell down before I felt led to say this. Some of us, things happened to us and we backed off from ministry. It's time to arise. It's, red. it's time to serve the Lord. It's time to minister. Whatever your need is, leave it here before the Lord. And now we're going to worship God briefly. And I'll burn all of this stuff (laughs) to God. Amen. You know what we're doing? We are following the process. Everyone that brought something here without faith, you just acted. You just did something. But if you brought it here with faith, we follow our faith with what we speak. That's why we're going to be singing today. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he got from me. We're going to do that. That's that. And what you did by coming here, you followed it with action. Amen? By bringing this before God. And please, leave them here. Don't you get to the door and turn around. Well, I forgot. I'm going to go kick. We will slap your hand off. No, get it. Don't come back. Leave them here. What did I say? Leave them here for God. When those thoughts start coming, they say, no, no, I left them at the altar. You want Satan, you want to find them? They are at the church. You can go there. Okay? So we're going to be singing and worshiping God. Please come out if you can. We're going to the enemy's camp. Yes, let's worship God. Please give me a good one.